Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at MikeFChen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten. It is Monday, April 26, 2021, and it was a day, or it was a weekend, I should say, inside the Big Ten as a ton of stuff was happening. We're going to start off with some extensions and a pair of extensions, and usually you don't see this. Uh, usually, when schools announce their extensions, they're doing it you know, coach by coach. Well, you know, Wisconsin uh, thought differently uh, because uh, they extended both Paul Christ and Greg Gard over the weekend. Uh, Paul Christ going through 2025, Greg Gard going one year further through 26, and you have to wonder uh, what kind of an impact that the Badgers have had uh, on the athletic department, and specifically Barry Alvarez. So uh, we all know that Barry Alvarez is retiring at the end of this school year, so uh, very soon. Uh, And, you know, this was This is, I'm not sure if this is Barry Alvarez's last thing that he's going to do, but it's probably the biggest final thing that he is going to do in extending both Chris and Gard. And I can't see any issues with this, in all honesty. I think that uh, both coaches are very good. Uh, Both coaches this past year struggled. Uh, you know, you're looking at a Wisconsin team that at one point in time was a basketball team that was looked at as, as a potential national title contender. Uh, they struggled down the stretch. Uh, same thing with uh, the Badger football team this past year. Yes, uh, you know, COVID-19 obviously made it a little bit of a struggle, okay, a big struggle. Uh, but, you know, they got off uh, game one looking like gangbusters against Illinois, you know, the the preseason injury to Jack Cohen was washed away almost immediately by the emergence of Graham Mertz, and you just kind of thought, oh wow, this is this is a different Badger offense that we've really ever seen, uh, aside from a one-off year with Russell Wilson. The quarterback is a game breaker; it's a game changer, and you kind of thought that this this is like at least I did, I I thought that this was going to unlock the potential of the Wisconsin offense. I mean, for years and years and years, they've had very solid skill players, uh, very, very high-level offensive line, and some of the best running backs to come through the program in the last 15 years. But aside from, again, that one season from Russell Wilson, quarterbacks have always been the bugaboo. And going back to, you know, this year, it, it seemed as if you know, Graham Mertz was going to buck that trend, that he was going to be the next guy. Uh, I, I still think he's going to be the next guy, but he struggled. And you know, obviously it came out afterwards that he was dealing with a shoulder injury, which makes a lot more sense now as to what happened to his performance from early on in the season and then having to take off, uh, you know, some time when, the team had an outbreak in COVID. So uh, I think that, uh, you know, going forward, both both programs, because I look at them separately. Yes, they are under the same blanket, but 
you know, basketball program and a football program are obviously completely different. Both of them, both of the directions that they're headed are, are in the right ones. And, you know, like I said, as, as a parting gift for Barry Alvarez in his tenure with Wisconsin, he's saying, hey, guess what? I believe in these guys. You should, too. We're believing them for each five more years. So five-year extensions for each Chris and guard, although Chris's is just through 25 because he was signed just through uh, the end of last year. Uh, guards is one extra year because he had another year on this contract previously. So, uh, yeah, parting gifts from Barry Alvarez. There was a family movement in Bloomington this weekend. Uh, as we all know, that Dylan McCullough is the associate head coach now, hired by Tom Allen, away from the NFL, uh, and his children, his sons, they are, three of them are college football players, or soon-to-be college football players. Uh, Dylan Jr., uh, he is a transfer. He just transferred in this weekend, following his brother, Dave who had committed to the program a few weeks ago. Well, there's one brother, the son, that was not headed towards Bloomington. He was going to Ohio State, committed to the Buckeyes uh, earlier in the process prior to his father getting the job at Indiana. Well, guess what? It is a complete family affair in Indiana as the McCulloughs will make their mark in Bloomington. And I'm not saying that Tom Allen hired McCullough, and I've I've never said this, that Tom Allen hired the elder McCullough as a throwaway to get his children into the Indiana program. He wasn't. He's not. Never, I'm never going to think that, ever, because he's a very high-quality coach. Tons of experience, collegiate level, NFL level. He's a good coach. He just so happens to have children that are very damn good football players as well. And now they are all going to matriculate to Indiana. And this is a massive, massive Recruiting win for Tom Allen. And that's the one thing that during their come up the last few years that they missed last year was that recruiting. Because previously till through the 21 class, the 19 class and the 20 class for Indiana were the two highest rated classes in school history back to back. And look what they did on the field this past year. Michael Penix trending like he's going to be healthy for the beginning of the season after suffering an injury this past year. Another injury. Man, if he could stay healthy. Jeez, there's so many what-ifs in my estimation. If Michael Penix could just stay healthy. But what we do know is that the McCollum family is going to make their mark in Bloomington. Dalen Jr., Dasan, and then Day. They're all coming. This is a massive win. Dasan is one of uh, is is highly regarded as one of the best 
recruits in the country. I mean, let's be real here. You get an Ohio State offer, and you know it's on par with getting an Alabama offer, a Clemson offer, a Georgia offer, Texas, Oklahoma. I mean, they're the they are the program in the Big Ten right now, the program. And for Indiana to steal. Usually it's the other way around. Usually it's the Buckeyes poaching commits from Indiana. Said, hey, you know what? We undervalued this guy. Indiana evaluated him the right way. We think he's good. Let's go get him. Very rarely do you see it the other way. But we just did. And it is a huge, absolutely massive, massive recruiting win. For Tom Allen. Huge. I'm not going to say this is going to, you know, set off dominoes left and right for all these other players to to come in here like high-level players. But what it does show is that the Hoosiers are are building a program that high-level players can go to. They could, you know, progress, get better. Have fun, win some games. I've been preaching Tom Allen for years now and the direction of the program. There's something brewing in Bloomington that we all need to pay attention to. I don't think this is a one-off. I don't think this is a, a, a situation where you won't hear from Indiana again. As long as Tom Allen's there and he's going to be there for a little while now after signing an extension himself, the Hoosiers are going to be a problem. A problem. Yep, that's right. You can write it down, check back a couple years later. The Hoosiers are going to be a problem. They really are. Couple more transfer notes from the weekend as well. As Michigan State lost two but gained one, uh, and kicker Jack Olson and Justin Stevens, offensive linemen, both of them have entered the transfer portal. While they added Michigan native Malik Carr uh, from Purdue, he was a wide receiver, or he is a wide receiver, uh, threw his name out in the portal after playing just this past season. Uh, and, and not playing a ton uh, at Purdue, so uh, he's going back home, going to a more familiar place, and uh, you know we'll we'll see how uh, Mel Tucker ends up using him. But uh, I think Mel Tucker's actually done a really good job uh, working the portal this off season. I, I think he has. He has lost some guys. Let's be real here. But which school hasn't? However, uh, you know, really the the key here is that, uh, especially this year with you know the free year that the NCAA is granting, that you know it. If you're losing some guys in the portal, that you replace them with guys in the portal. And I think Mel Tucker's done that. I think he's done a really good job. Uh, Michigan sees an interesting story here with uh, Willie Allen come to an end. Uh, Allen is a transfer from Louisiana Tech, uh, viewed as one of the best offensive line transfers in the country, Uh, came in, uh, you know, committed in 20, but... Uh, opted out of the COVID-19 season this past season, this past year. And 
uh, unfortunately for Michigan and Allen, it's a marriage that's just never going to work because Allen has once again entered the transfer portal. Uh, he's going to move on. And I think this has to do with uh, a lot of the philosophy changes that Jim Harbaugh had in the offseason. Yeah, a lot of them weren't on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, they were more on the defensive side of the ball. But still, I think that, uh, you know, philosophies and what, what Allen was looking for, it just didn't click with what Michigan had. So, therefore, Allen has put his name back into the transfer portal and won't ever play it down for Michigan. That's what it looks like. Uh, one final note uh, on the transfer side of things for, for the football, uh, and that is Rutgers adding Temple defensive back Christian Braswell. Braswell was an all-conference performer this past season at 5'10", 180 pounds. I really like this uh, pickup for Greg Schiano. I think that you know there's one thing that Greg Schiano does and that he does very, very well, and that is develop defenders and very specifically develop like you know at every level and uh, when when you're getting an all-conference guy in Braswell and you're going to a program that is a defensive-minded program uh, I think that there is nothing but good positive signs going forward so a very solid addition for Greg Schiano in the transfer portal picking up Temple defensive back Christian Braswell. Uh, before we move on to some notes on the hardwood, I just wanted to update you with some news that came out on Friday afternoon about the college football playoffs. This is something that I have been a big proponent about for years. After the first couple of years of the playoffs, we, we saw what it was, we saw what it needed. And what I feel like it needed is representation and representation for all conferences and non-Power 5 schools as well. And I've written about it uh, I've, I've, you know, multiple times, uh, either when I was uh, covering the Big Ten for 670 The Score uh, or right now uh, for the USA Today. But I have been a big-time proponent of expansion. And it finally seems like the college football playoff committee is considering it. Moving from the four teams, they have looked at multiple different scenarios that encapsulate 6, 8, 10, and 12-team college football playoff tournaments. And I love it. Look, Look at the success that the NCAA basketball tournament has had, uh, you know, in the year this year where, where you see, uh, you know, a team like UCLA, that's a play-in game that, that, that makes a run, and you're like, oh, yeah, Cinderella's fun. Cinderella's so fun. It, it's fun. It really is. Let's be real here. It, it really is. I mean, the Pac-12, uh, you know, going into the tournament, everyone kind of said that they were trash at basketball. Uh, well, they uh, they turned it around. They they showed everybody across the country that the conference was pretty damn good. And uh, I think that you know the, the NCAA tournament basketball side of things gives teams like UCLA an opportunity, an opportunity to show everybody that they're better than what their record was, that that they're talented, that they can really 
play with the best teams in the country. And I think that college football is missing that. I think that, again, I'm going to go back there. They're missing that representation. And that's why I've always landed on eight teams. You have five power conferences and three at-large bids. This way, nobody complains about two SEC teams making it into the final eight instead of two SEC teams making the final four, which we've seen multiple times. Gives an opportunity for the Pac-12 to get in it. The the Pac-12, you know, really hasn't been a factor in the college football playoffs. Really, it's been Clemson. It's been the SEC. Sprinkle a little bit of Ohio State and Oklahoma on there. That's it. And for the college football playoff committee to have the wherewithal to say, hey, you know what, we need to look at this. We need to look at our options. Let's go over some scenarios as to what a 10-team would look like, a 12-team would look like, and how we'd work out everything. And I love it. So hold on to your seats. This could be happening. Expansion could be on the way. It really could. And I love it. I think it's great. I think it's absolutely fantastic. I think you could shorten the season. Now you make bowl games a a little bit more viable. Uh, You know, there's always going to be opt-outs, I think. You know, that that trend started uh, multiple years ago. Uh, The big name, Christian McCaffrey, was the one that said, hey, you know what, I'm not going to play. I'm going to sit out and, and, you know, wait to get drafted in the NFL. Well, when you look at and and see, you know, a New Year's Six game last year, and and I'm looking at the Florida Gators, it was watered down. Kyle Trask looked like one of the best quarterbacks in the country. And then pretty much all of his receivers said no thanks to the bowl game. They weren't in the college football playoff. No thanks. I would have loved to see that Gator team go up against a, you know, an opponent in the college football playoff full strength and see what they actually were. They took Alabama to the brink. Yeah. I would have loved to see it. And now we might actually get to see that in the future. So the college football playoff is thinking about expansion. They're kicking the tires of it. And I honestly think that at some point in time in the near future, we're going to see the expansion of the playoffs. I I think it makes most sense to go to eight teams uh, and have that initial first round either be played at host schools so you can finally see an SEC team uh, travel up north in November or December and play a cold-weather game, which is a significant home field advantage. Or you can see a Big Ten team go south and play during that time as well. Or we do see that a lot in the bowl games, but you know, sometimes they're you know domed games as opposed to being outside. But either way, I think that we'd we'd all be very happy to see that. I think we would. And so there's potential. The potential is there for college football playoff expansion. All right, let's get on to the basketball notes from this weekend as 
Indiana and Mike Woodson continue their early hire success. This time, Woodson on the recruiting trail goes out and gets 21 guard Tamar Bates out of Florida, 6'4", 175 pounds. This guy, Bates, is a national player, national top 50 player. He had offers from Alabama, Texas, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Northwestern, Oregon, uh, Oklahoma State. This guy pretty much could have went to anywhere. Remember, it's basketball, so it's not quite the same as football. But, yeah, Bates was a dude. Another huge recruiting win for Mike Woodson. So, with the McCulloughs matriculating to Bloomington and now Bates, Man, what a weekend Indiana had in player addition. Penn State has added two guards from the transfer portal. Micah Shrewsbury doing some work out there. Uh, one is Gardner Wems Jahim Cornwall. He's got two years remaining at 6'4, 205 pounds this past season. He averaged uh, right about 13 points, six boards, five assists a game. I love the versatility, I love the fact that he does a little bit of everything. Great size, too, in 6'4", 205. Also picked up Sienna guard Jalen Pickett. A little bit small on the smaller side of things, but deadly from the three-point line. Shot 40% from beyond the arc last year, 14 points, and four assists a game. Micah Shrewsbury went guard heavy, and I don't disagree with that. When you see a lot of times, you know, this is a guard, the college basketball is a guard game. It really is. And guards who are able to dictate that game really make their mark. And I think Cornwall and Pickett are two of the better ones that are entering the conference. And I think Shrewsbury is, is trying to make sure that he wins while building his program. And I'm not sure if he's going to win a ton, but I think that the additions of Cornwall and Pickett give him an opportunity to win. And so, nice pickups for Penn State this weekend. And one final note before I head off for the morning, and that is Rutgers. They also added a transfer as well in guard Andre Hyatt. Hyatt, 6'7", uh, 210 pounds. Uh, the interesting part about Hyatt is, is he's kind of a hybrid player. Uh, he can play bigger he's not just a guard. You know, 6'7 is a pretty tall guard, uh, but he's probably going to play a little bit of forward as well. He could probably play an undersized four. Uh, he definitely can play the three. So if Rutgers goes small, uh, you can expect to see Hyatt out there, although he didn't put up huge stats at LSU, uh, just four points a game and three rebounds. That's, that's still collegiate experience. He's been out there, uh, played in the SEC, SEC is an okay basketball conference, uh, but still, uh, getting experience and having that and bringing it to a new program, always key for a team and for any transfer. And that will do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. Once again, I appreciate the listen. Uh, go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. Raiders, reviews, and shares on all of your listening platforms. Have a great Monday, Big Ten fans. I will talk to you tomorrow morning.